Well, we're very excited today to sit down with Tiffany Grant. Uh, she's been involved in a lot of notable proje projects, and of course, what brings her to the Florida Anime Experience is her work as Asuka in Evangelion. And go ahead and introduce yourself and let anyone know oh. anything that they that you want them to know about you. <laughs> uh, yes, well, indeed, I did work in Evangelion, and uh, this uh, convention here, it's an Ava-O-Rama, although I have to say I'm tragically disappointed that the image that they have chosen for the badge here is the despicably purple unit one boo <laughs> boo it's okay listeners that you do not have to see this i would not want to inflict that upon your eyeballs when they could have used the beautiful shiny red unit two red is a much better color such a better color it is such a better color just saying. So have you been enjoying the convention so far? Uh, yeah, well, this is um, actually the first convention-related activity that I have uh, participated in. So. Really? So Yes, so so far it's great. Everything has happened in this room. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a nice room, but hopefully you can get downstairs yeah, and uh, yeah. The thing that I'm doing right after this is I'm going to be doing a panel with Spike Spencer about classic Evangelion. Classic means old. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just did a panel not long ago and referenced a couple anime like Magical Shopping Arcade Abe Nobashi. Yeah, and that was another guy next show. I was actually yeah. in that for like half a minute. Really? A little bit. A little there bit. One of the episodes. I don't have the list in front of me, but I was in it. <laughs> I, I was in that. We were song. in a panel and, and, and that came up and we're like, has anyone seen Magical Shopping Arcade Abe Nobashi? And there was not a, a person hand in the room raised their hands, <laughs> listeners. It raised, it raised a hand, not hands. She only, it was just the one hand. But uh, yeah, that's a guy next show. But that's that's not even nearly as old as Evangelion. That's yeah. like two thousand three, four, something like that. The two thousand two, yeah. Two thousand two. I I see a, a person whose name <laughs> must not be mentioned holding up a, the appropriate number of fingers. Two thousand two. So when you dubbed the Evangelion movies, yeah. um, did you directly act alongside the colleagues that are here at the con, like Trina, Spike, and Tiffany, or? How was that um, well, process? Well, I, I am Tiffany, so I worked oh, super sure. closely with her. Um, <laughs> she and I, we are tight. Um, that's so awesome. You, you have you have it on speed dial, right? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, this, the, the standard um, method of dubbing of a foreign language film, which is what this, um, all of, of the whole anime thing that, that I do, um, the standard for that, like really anywhere, so if like uh, the French people are dubbing an American film into French or, you know, whatever it is, is that um, you have a specially written script and the actors will come in one at a time to match their dialogue with the character. And this is true for anime, for live action, for whatever. So um, in anime, all of the anime, the Evangelion movies, whatever, we're doing it one at a time. So we don't really interact with the other people. Basically, all of the people that are there is um, the voice actor in a little padded room, which is very appropriate. And then in the outer part of the studio, generally, you've just got the director and the sound engineer. And usually those are all the people that are involved with the recording session. So um, the voice actors may or may not ever get to meet the other people who are acting in the movies, and I will put this in air quotes, with them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I have met Brina and Trina um, uh, a little bit. I don't know them very well, but I've met them like sort of convention situations or seen them at the studio kind of thing. Spike, I've known for a long time. For, <laughs> there's, for a there's long a, time. That, Although that he has some extra yeah. vowels in there. Well, yeah. The, the funny part is, though, even though it has been a long time now, in 2015, as we're discussing this, 
uh, back when Spike and I were working on the TV series originally, we did not know each other. We had never met. So we actually did not meet one another, see each other in the flesh until we had recorded several episodes of Evangelion. So all of that initial um, chemistry or antagonism or whatever you want to call it in those early episodes with um, Shinji and Asuka, like both of you dance like you want to win. And I love that episode, but I'd never even met Spike when we were recording that. I'd never laid eyes on him. So That's such a crazy thing about the world of, of voice acting yeah. and voice actors. I, I want to shift gears a little. The anime industry in the West, like mm-hmm. most industries, is always in a constant state of flux. And what, if anything, would you say are the most prevalent trends in the consumer anime industry in the States today? Well, the, the biggest trend... Um, well, really, it's kind of a, a twofold thing. Um, one, over the last 10 years, of course, is the uh, the dominance of digital media. People watching anime, you know, online somehow on their phone, on their tablet, whatever. Um, so that the, the way it's consumed, but then also the way it's released, because it used to be released in... Um, it took a lot longer, like when we were doing Evangelion, for example. It was um, originally, when that was coming out, there would be two episodes on one video cassette tape. And uh, so there were 13 tapes that came out. And that was over a period of well over a year. And now, if you have a 26-episode series, which also, by the way, is much less common, it's much more uh, usual now for it to be a 12- or 13-episode season, um, that will cut you the 12 or 13 episodes will come out all at one time so production is ramped up so that's to me that's that's the two things is the way it's released like a whole bunch of it comes out at one time and then people are much more likely to consume it in a digital format rather than having some hard form of media like a dvd or a blu-ray yeah, no. Funimation has begun simulcasting mm-hmm. anime, and anime, the Anime Network does that also. Yeah, yeah. the Anime Network, mm-hmm. and and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on. And, and you mentioned digital, so mm-hmm. that digital shift kind of how how do you feel like that has influenced Funimation or just the the anime industry in general at broad um, towards simulcast? Well. Um, I mean, it does get the product to the consumers a lot faster. Usually. Um, Usually with the simulcast, most of those, it's subtitled because it yeah. takes it just takes too long to dub it to be able to release a simulcast that's dubbed. Um, it has been done, but it's, it's pretty rare. But uh, the really, honestly, the biggest impact is financially because anime, I, I know people may find this hard to believe, but anime was never a hugely profitable in, industry in and of itself, like actually making the anime. I mean, there have been some shows like Ava where there was like a bazillion gazillion dollars worth of merchandise produced but just in general the anime industry has never had a very high profit margin so the the digital consumption has eaten into that even more because what you're paying to consume an episode of anime digitally is so much less and a lot of it is like ad supported so um you know that's that's great for the consumer they're getting to watch it for free but it's you know the impact on the industry is it just makes everything on a, on a tighter margin, which means like fewer companies making anime and fewer people actually employed in the anime industry. Sorry Something, to be a bummer, but that's, that's the upshot of it all. Oh no. I mean, that's that it is what it is, <laughs> but, but I do feel like there is a shift with crowdfunding sites and crowdsourcing sites. I don't know if you've paid attention to anything that like that, like Kickstarter mm-hmm. getting anime licensed in the state or anything and things like that. 
Do you see that as being something that could work for the dubbing industry in the future? Crowdfunded mm. dubbed shows? Wow. I... I, ha- I just, I guess my imagination's not good enough. I have, I have a really, really difficult time imagining that would work. Um, I know not everything, but I know quite a lot about how the industry works as far as licensing and things like that and the Japanese mindset when it comes to making these kind of partnerships to have their shows licensed by a foreign distributor. And I don't think that, I, I just, it, it's really hard for me to imagine a, um, a Japanese company a licensing company which is usually it's usually a group of licensors a group of license holders that hold the rights to a property and getting all of those people people that own the toy rights and the music rights and the broadcast rights and all of that to sign off on a bunch of fans and get together and like let's dub a show i i'm sorry i don't yeah. don't see it happening maybe but <laughs> it's hard <laughs> for me to imagine no, that's The fine. Japanese are very set in their ways about this, and you have to remember it always goes back to the Japanese licensors on what they're going to allow to be done. I mean, for many years, they didn't want anime streamed on the Internet, and so consequently what happened is people did it anyway, and they didn't make any money off of it. Yeah. So, Do you feel the delay in the rise of anime streaming has come from that kind of licensing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they didn't. They just couldn't wrap their heads around it. They didn't the Japanese licensors did not, they're, they're very set in the way that they perceive things and want things to be done. And the whole industry had to pretty much implode on itself for them to go, oh gosh, we ought to, you know, get that stuff streaming on the internet. It's like, really now you think? Cause all the companies have gone under by this point. So <laughs> but, as I mentioned before we started, I lived and worked in Japan and while I was over there, it was just the craziest thing because it's true. They're they're very mm-hmm. set in their ways. Absolutely. They'd be like, send a fax. And I'm like, can I scan it and email it? We have email now. <laughs> 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 that works Yeah, also. I mean, it's just, you know, and it, those are the people with the power. They're yeah. the ones that say, you know, yay or nay. And when American fans, you know, 10 years ago were saying, well, how come the American licensing companies can't just put it on the Internet? Because like, they don't have the right to do that. Right. These are all separate rights that are negotiated, like broadcast television rights, which, of course, that's getting so much murkier now with, you know, the Internet and TV sort of fusing these days into sort of becoming one thing. But still, you know, broadcast is one thing. Internet is one thing. DVD sales, that's a separate right. In fact, many years ago... Um, when like videotapes were the main medium that um, home video was distributed on and then DVDs came along and so companies who had the rights had the home video distribution rights to a show to distribute that show on videotape, they had to go back, even though their their licenses were not expired, they had to go back and negotiate a new contract to release it on DVD because that was considered a different medium. Right. And uh, I mean, yeah. It's true. So, <laughs> so I want to kind of. I'm glad you you brought up rights because I want to merge that with talk, mentioning simulcasts and mm-hmm. and kind of merge the last two things we sort of talked about. Simulcasts, as you said, are oftentimes subtitled yeah. um, in English, but there are companies like Funimation again mm-hmm. example that are doing fast turns on dubs that are putting dubs up yeah. within kind of six to eight weeks and yeah. having that streaming going. What what has shortened the time? Have there have there been things that have shortened that time? Is it is an efficiency with licensing, a more streamlined dubbing process? 
Yeah, a, a lot of things have chap happened that have changed the uh, the process for all of that over the years. Um, some of it is just technological. I mean, it's possible to to just go a lot faster in the recording studio. Um, and then also part of it is the proficiency of, of everyone involved, the actors, the writers, the directors, and everybody. And, um, you know, it's a supply and demand effect that, that people want it faster, and so we just have to figure out how to get it done and how to, to do it faster. And um, it's, it's all sped up considerably. Like I said, you know, when we were releasing Evangelion, I would say from when the first tape came out to the last tape, that was probably about a year and a half. And, uh, you, you know, you just can't imagine that now, that it would take a year and a half for a 26-episode series to come out. Of course, going back to Evangelion as an example, it was actually released on home video in the United States before it was released in Japan. So that's uh, something that <laughs> doesn't really happen anymore nowadays. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the speed of everything has just really, really changed. Do you think dubbing has become more competitive to things like simulcast or Crunchyroll, Hulu, things like that, with those advents in technology and, and speeding things up, getting the dubs out faster in shorter chunks? Um, I, I don't know if I would say it's competitive competitive per se but I mean it's it's just a sign of the time it's just a fact of how things are that they everything has to be done very very quickly nowadays um the the kind of deadlines that we have like for I one of the things that I do in the industry is I write um scripts for dubbing and the kind of time I used to get to write a script 10 years ago compared to what it is now it's like no you have to do it just faster we're sorry, it just has to happen, you know, now. Yeah. Of course, when I first started writing scripts, that was like um, with a videotape, when I was watching the videotape on a television and typing the script on my computer, and now I have a digital file of the, of the anime, which I'm doing on a split screen side by side. So it is, I mean, the technology has really um, enabled us to move a lot faster, really. But um, yeah, the, just the demands of doing it. Now, a 20, if there's a 26-episode show, I would never expect to be working on that for a year and a half as an actor. Uh, if I'm working on a 26 episode show, that's probably a couple of months. Do, do voice actors or, or people involved in the production of dubbed mm -hmm. anime with moving faster, do they have to wear more hats or move between shows mm. a lot more or do they just have to move faster on a single show? Just, I would say just move faster on a single show. I mean, we, um, recording is so much faster. Uh, 20 years ago, we used to expect to do about 20 cues in an hour, 20 cues or loops. And, um, a cue or a loop could be an actual line of dialogue or it might just be a huh, you know, just a gasp or some kind of vocal sound. And, um, now, Easily we do 50 in an hour. Easily. And, and a lot of times it could be 80. I mean, again, given that every cue is not a line, but it could just be a, a grunt or a sigh or something like that. So it's, uh, I mean, we easily do three to four times as many cues in an hour as we used to. And uh, it's twofold. It's technology that we have, and it's also the proficiency of the actors because after doing this for 20 years, you know, you just... You get better at it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to sound, sound too da down, but is there, <laughs> is there anything then, maybe bring it back to a, a lighter note, anything that mm -hmm. is maybe more fun because you have 
that kind of speed or that instant technology or maybe more access to the original source material because or fans that are consuming it? Um, I, I, you know what, though? About the fun, it is still just as much fun. I, I would say, you know, I, I was in a studio recording something just a few days ago and it was still fun. I mean, it's never not been fun. So that's that's really the good news uh, for me anyway, that, that I still like doing it. It's still a lot of fun. And, um, you know, w one thing that, that used to take forever, and people, anybody who's ever used a computer, you know, for more than a few years will understand the increase in technology. Anybody who can remember back to, say, when you used to have a dial-up modem, you know, when you'd go dial the number that you were and then you'd go, like, make yourself a, a Hot Pocket or something, <laughs> eat your Hot Pocket, watch the news, and then come back. It's like, oh, it's online now, you know? It, like, it took so long. Well, in the studio, when we would, like, load in an episode of an anime that we were going to work on, you know, that would take, like, oh, five, ten minutes to load in that episode. And so, like, between every episode, it took forever. And, you know, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go have a break now. I'm going to go <laughs> fix my lunch. And now it's like you move from one episode, and the next episode is up, and it's like 20 seconds. I mean, it's so fast. Right. And so you really, you can move from the one episode to the next episode. If you just think about that, just taking, like, ten minutes in between every episode, how much that uh, slows you down. I mean, we didn't know it was slowing us down at the time because it was better than what we had before that. So, <laughs> you know, the, the technology is, is really amazing. And one thing as far as like enjoyableness of the uh, process is um, they're really able to fix a lot of things so much more easily now as far as like the sound engineer just making very subtle, very slight tweaks to things. So it used to be you'd do a take that was almost there of a line for whatever reason maybe there was a little mouth noise or maybe it was a little too short too long whatever it was almost perfect and the director really liked it but you know you're just gonna have to do it again now when you have that nearly perfect take tweak 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 five seconds later the engineer has fixed it it's perfect you can move on so that makes it a lot faster as well that you don't have to keep redoing and redoing all of the stuff that we used to do now that's like easily fixed in a second and the engineers are so proficient at it. It's amazing. It's magical. <laughs> so we're we're coming up on time, and I want to end with a fun little rapid fire. Oh, oh, so oh, I'll, oh yes. I'll I'm, say, I'm so ready. I'll say a word or a phrase, yes. and you just tell me the first thing that comes okay. to your head. And this is edited, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anime. Awesome. Japan. Weird. Giant robots. Mine's bigger. Asuka Langley <laughs> Shikinami. Sorry, he's better. Uh, Trina Nishimura. Uh, get out of my Ava, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> One thing people don't know about you. Um, my favorite color is blue. Oh, Japanese snack. Uh, seaweed. Pocky, or sorry, I'm thinking Pocky. I'm thinking <laughs> I myself. can't eat Pocky. <laughs> oh, no. Anime convention. Uh, fans. Cosplay. Cool. Very good. Well, thank you for sitting down with us. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and we really appreciate it. And hope you have a great rest of your con. Sorry, Trina. <laughs>